Welcome to another edition of the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is the podcast where we talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go. Okay, Ron, we are at week number eight. Uh, and last games, last week's games were tight. What do you think about last week? Um, they were pretty good. I didn't get to watch that much football, unfortunately, this, this weekend. Um, I did get to see a few games. Um, but, uh, you know, the games that I did watch, they were pretty, they were okay for the most part. My Steelers were off this week, so um, we had a bye week. And now we're getting back into the action for this week. Well, I guess I'm more and more excited than you because we beat down the Jets pretty bad. But it is the Jets. So, I mean, but 54 points is a lot of points for this team. Uh, the Packers, they won, which we we knew they were going to win. But what what is going on with the Chiefs right now? They got a ass whoop from uh, the Titans. Yeah, they're hurt. Um, you know, I told you before that something's definitely wrong with Mahomes. He's not playing well. And the defense hasn't played well all year, so that's no surprise there. But for him um, to play as poorly as he has for, I don't know, how many games now straight, you know, it obviously shows that, that there's something going on there. And I know they, they won't come out and say what it is. But, um, yeah, it's not good. It's not looking good for them at all to score three points. That team, that's... Uh, that's insane. Yeah, they only scored three points. And then the Bengals ran all over the Ravens. So now, do you believe, Ron, the Bengals are up and coming? Do yeah, you I, believe? I got to at this point. I mean, they they have proved me wrong. I thought they were a couple years away. And uh, this was their test, I think, um, to see the litmus test, see how good they are. And just to put the absolute beat down on the Ravens like the way they did is just amazing and uh, Jamar Chase holy cow that dude is ridiculous we've had some really good receivers the last couple of years um, him Justin Jefferson I, I mean we've had some ballers uh, at receivers uh, DK Metcalf you know come out the last uh, two or three years or so it's been great well you know I'm not not to sound like an old timer but the receivers nowadays all they have to do is run fast and catch the ball i think back in the day you, you had you had to be tough you had to go over the middle sometimes get your head blown off but now because of all the rules and it's like you got to be super fast and catch the ball i think that the receivers that we have now in this era have figured out that hey I'm on the track team every Sunday night. Yeah, and, you know, things have been more simplified for sure for uh, all the players, especially uh, receivers. But I, I will say that I think Jamar Chase would be, well, he would have done well. Like in the 80s, the 90s, it wouldn't matter. He's just that, you know, that special. Coming out of college, you know, he didn't play his uh, last year. Uh, I think it was his junior year. Um you know, he was hands down the, the best receiver, even without playing. Um, he was the top receiver coming out of the draft. 
class that goes to show you how special he was. Yeah, and the the Buccaneers rumped the Bears. Uh, it was, you know, everything worked out as expected, and we'll even talk about it when we review the games. But even our upset specials hit on the dot. Yep. Because this 49ers team is like, it's like the skeleton crew. It's like they'll just anybody off the streets. They're like, you can can you catch a ball? Can you tackle? Okay, come. Because they are. They don't have anybody that's, you know, 100% in that team. And it's only week seven. Yeah. We've got a lot of games left, too, which, you know, is not good for them. Uh, but, you know, hopefully they can get healthy. They need to start playing better. Period, too. They haven't played well. They haven't put together, a, you know, a good game yet. So it sucks for them. You know, they've had high expectations, still high expectations for them. And they're not, they're not meeting them. No, I don't, and you know what? There's only so much that Shanahan can do, but I don't know if he's making the right decisions with this team. But you know, hey, I'm not. I don't know the ins and outs of that Niners team. So uh, before we get to our reviews, we're gonna do some top news. And we're gonna start with the uh, Rooney Rule. So. Is this going to make a difference going forward? Or is it just a, like a PR stunt? What do you think? It seems like a PR stunt to me. I, I mean, I'm just reading some of the details that have come out so far. And this is late breaking, so I'm sure we don't have all of it yet. But um, obviously, the NFL has to be a little bit embarrassed about how the, you know, the Rooney rule and how it's not been working uh, at all. So it looks like they're trying to make some enhancements. One of them... Um, uh, from what I'm reading, is is making sure you know that they obviously uh, bring for a minority candidate, but in person this time. It looks like you know it sounds like they've been doing most of their interviews uh, virtually, you know, partially because of COVID, I'm sure. Uh, and they want to make sure that uh, they bring in a minority coach in person to do a face-to-face interview, which to me makes sense. You know, give them an opportunity to. To meet, to really, you know, have a face to face, and hopefully find out more. And face to face always works better. But at the same time, but you know, you got to have actual intent to to follow through on your interview, and not just have like these token interviews, which I think they've been doing for the most part. They got to come up with something much, much stronger. Yeah, but you know, the the whole pandemic is only it's only been around for like eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So you tell me that before. It, before the pandemic they were doing this whole like zoom interview and like not really bringing you in not really it's like come on man do better this is this is just them saying oh you know what because the pandemic we, sh- we should not do that so let's go back to what we're doing i mean i don't think any team is going to be penalized i don't think i don't know it's to me it's just you know for show it is, and let's be honest, right? The NFL has had a bad history, again, dating even before the whole Kaepernick, Kaepernick situation, now this latest with uh, John Gruden situation. So I think they just threw this out there to say, hey, we're trying to do something positive, uh, but it's not going to work. I don't think it fool, it's going to fool any anyone. Um, and no one's going to say it's working until we actually see results from it, right? We need more than two or three black coaches in the NFL. Um, we got to do a lot better, like you said. So, But see, this is the thing. is like I don't know what they're 
ultimate goal is is their ultimate goal to be very diverse inclusive or is they are they just doing this for show because i mean who are they trying to attract are they trying to attract more fans because i mean you and i we like the sport period we like football period it does you know i think that when it comes down to it we're gonna watch the games anyway but mm -hmm. like who are they just you know to me it's like you know it's, i mean i don't want to this is definitely not related but it's like the whole dave Chappelle thing it's like who who are they trying to play the blame game here it's like you know it's you are entertainment you play football you're not like changing the world so it's like why do you have to be okay or why do you have to say oh we have a rooney rule we have this it's like what's the ultimate goal what do you think is the nfl's ultimate goal to save face at this point right to um i think take some pressure off all the heat and criticism they've gotten for having a lack of like, diversity and like not just the head coaching positions but um you know executive positions um all the way up basically even ownership right and you know it it's no i think it represents kind of like society how, how are you going to tell billionaires or convince billionaires um in any job not just the nfl nfl but hey take a look at you know at your your board and your your you know the people that you're sitting with do you see any minorities there do you see any women there how are you going to convince them to do something drastically different um and actually build a relationship with someone of the uh you know uh, of a, a different skin tone if they probably have never really worked with anyone ever um you know and you're trying to convince the owners uh to do that and like so and then you know i godell again works for the nfl owners right so you know the owners know that what you they know what the perception is they know what the whole world is saying uh but for goodell, goodell to put this the stuff out here today about these enhancements um like i mean you can't tell me like the the owners are really gonna you know honor it and do anything different that's why yeah. i just want to see results that's what i mean it's like you know this billionaire owners they own you know they own the newspapers they own the media you know it's like if they want to seem like the good guys this is not the way to do it they need to like actually do real change i think this rooney rule it's like you know it's like tipping somebody it's like this is just leftovers we're not relinquishing any of like you know and i think you mentioned this earlier that they might have some more gm positions which is i think that's that goes in the right direction because coaching alone mm -hmm. that's just one part one aspect but gm having an organization but it's like i don't know it's to me it's more like pandering it's more mm -hmm. like you know like oh we embrace gays gays so here's our rainbow flag so we're gonna paint rainbow flags all over the field that's to me that's just pandering but you know hey maybe maybe it's true maybe their marketing team is like hey listen the perception is that this guy this league is full of racist people it is. aka john gruden mm. and we need to change that perception and they're going okay fine then let's change it but you know 
It is, you know, I guess what they say is perception. Perception is reality. So it absolutely is. Yeah. There's a story right now. I'm reading. Texan CEO apologizes for using anti-Asian slur. Um, this is on NFL.com. Um, that that's who they are. Um, you know, we just have to admit it. You know, that's who most of these owners are. I'm not saying all of them are, but most of them are. They're um, just naive um, to. You know the the other side of it to to minority coaching to female so they, they, it's just it's not what they're used to doing and to convince them to to behave and act any differently is you know it's it's just not not what they want so um it is all about marketing and trying to save face at this point but you know until i like i said i start to see some changes realistic concrete changes all the way up not just coaches like you said all the way up to the GM and executive level. And I want to see, honestly, I want to see, you know, ownership, you know, some ownership changes. I want to see some black owners um, in there as well. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think as as the, as the time goes on and the players union gets more and more powerful, which is not really happening in the NFL, but I think it will eventually. I think that the players are going to be like, no, you need to hire more women or no, you need to hire people that look like us. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, a lot of these owners are very narcissistic and they go, you know, I have a lot of money, but I don't have the love. And I think that somebody in the ear is like, well, if you want to get the love, you already have the money. So if you want to get the love, you got to let black coaches coach and then you get hire some GMs that are more diverse, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Look, we know what you're doing, and it's not even you're heading in the right direction, but you're not doing enough. Yeah, see, I, I think they um, they don't want anyone telling them how to run their business, and I think you know they know up front that this is just a PR stunt, and they you know trying to get some people convinced, convince some folks that they're trying to do the right thing when they're really not. Um, so. You know that's how it is unfortunately in this you know we talk about the nfl that's how it is in society period um you know look at any any job you go to um any major company um you know you just go to the top positions and that's what you see you, know, you see a, a lack of minority faces a lack of female uh, voices um that's just how society works especially here in 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 our country yeah, I think, I mean, the NFL is definitely going towards that corporate model, but this is, I feel like there's still so much, so much work to do. It's not like, you know, one of these big, big companies that just changes overnight, but hey. Uh, the other news is that Devontae Adams has been on the COVID-19 list. Uh, also, wide receiver Alan Lazard is also on the COVID-19 list. So, this is will this affect their chances going against the Cardinals on Thursday? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they the chances were. I mean, I'm sure there were the underdogs to begin with before the game, but to be down your weapon or your your top weapon and maybe top you know two weapons. Um, Heading into this game isn't isn't good at all. Yeah, because the line moved from three to six and a half. The one thing I will say though is that this is a Thursday night game, so 
again with Thursday night games lack of preparation it's not like you can sit and watch film on like what the other team's tendencies are and really prepare for that anyway so who knows what's going to happen like what Arizona team will show up everyone's still recovering from their you know the what injuries they had you know for week from uh, from the game on Sunday so you you just never know um, Thursday night games scare me but you would got I would I would I would you know have to believe that the Cardinals are going to win this um, pretty handily. Yeah, I mean, I know this is a Thursday night game, and uh, all you can do this week if you're the Packers or the, or the Cardinals is watch film, basically, because you, you're not putting on pads until Thursday. Uh, it's just, that's just the way it is. That's what happens when you play Sunday and then play four days later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to, I definitely leaning heavily on the Cardinals to win. The other big news was that, well, it's not big, but if you're a Jets fan, they traded for Joe Flacco from the Eagles. So uh, is this going to matter much that this they made this trade or are they still going to be bottom of the division? No, they're just drafting someone that's relatively competent. Um, obviously, they know they're not heading to the playoffs. It's just, it just does you know make me realize and i think i've talked about this before too that teams are never they never plan ahead they don't plan ahead well at all if you look at not not just them with the situation they're in and having to get flacco flacco in but seattle with geno smith and how he's playing and you know them supposedly being rumored to try to trade for somebody now at this late stage it's you know it makes you wonder why aren't teams more prepared you know, during the off season, to say if my 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 starting quarterback goes down, let me have somebody that can be competent, right? Not not necessarily win me games, but don't lose me games. Um, so I don't even know who. I think I wrote down who the backup was for Zach Wilson prior uh, to getting last name White. Yeah, Mike someone I never heard of at all. So um, you can't tell me there's not other quarterbacks out there that you could have like you know had. As your backup. Cam Newton's still sitting there. Well, speaking of Cam Newton, so uh, so Deshaun Watson is on the trade block again. But now, I guess the Carolina is in the mix. So, is, is he getting traded or are they going to keep him until the end of the year? So, so one, I, I don't believe, I'm not going to buy into any of the hype with the Deshaun Watson trade nonsense. I don't know who puts that out. If it's the... Uh, the writers just making stuff up just for you know well no he said it he said it uh he he, deshaun watson said it i'm willing to because he has a uh, no trade clause in his contract Mm -hmm. he says i'm willing to to lift that and i'm willing to listen to other offers other than miami so he's actually the one putting it out there saying there's no doubt he wants to play for another team though (laughs) he wants to play really bad he's always wanted to play for another team the question is what is is his value right so that's the question you got the texans off you know asking for an arm yeah a lot and then you got other teams saying are you freaking crazy you know this dude is basically can't play right right now right he's not on a suspension list or anything like that but as soon as i try to play him you got to basically take Take him knowing that he's out this whole entire year because of all this legal stuff. So um, it's it's not you know as far as whether it's going to happen, I don't know. Well, it that's could. that's the thing is that you know if he if you trade him, 
for whatever for you know 10 cents on the dollar 25 on the dollar if you trade them as soon as they activate them i think the nfl is gonna absolutely. suspend them absolutely and so, teams know that and teams, i think teams know that so either if you're let's say miami and you know this you you might as well get him get deshaun let him get suspended because that's what happened with Kareem Hunt. He got suspended, but the, the Browns still traded for him. I think you just stash him and say, listen, do your suspension. We got Tua, and then you can start. You can do, you know, training, training camp. You can do all that from day one. I don't think that that will work for Carolina because I think Carolina wants to win right now. Well, they do, right? They thought they had a quarterback in Darnold's you know, trying to prove them wrong. But, you know, going back to Deshaun, it's like, yeah, that's great. Any team can tr- would want him on the team. Any team would be willing to say, okay, go ahead and sit out the rest of this year and maybe some part of next year because you'll sus- you're suspended. The question, though, is what is that? What's the value, right? It's not worth – is it worth to you three first-round picks, which is what they're supposedly reportedly asking for? Is that worth three first-round picks? You know, if they if they would say, hey, you know, give me a first round pick and a third and a fourth, teams will hop all over it. You know, something. You know, if it was something like that. But, but well, there's the thing is that if they wait, let's say the Texans wait till the end of this year, then instead of having, you know, two teams bid for him, it could be three, four. It could be more teams. So, I think that that's that'll lessen the value of him. Because right now they can get a lot for him, but you know, as he's mentioned, what can you? What are you gonna get? What 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 is his value? Is he more valuable now, or is he gonna be more valuable at the end of the year? I think he's more valuable now because if you got first dibs, you're gonna you know you're gonna trade for him and stash him. You know the whole the whole fantasy football. You you draft somebody, you know he's gonna go. He's not gonna play a lot, but you you know you. You stash them and then, boom. You- well, speaking of fan, it's like the risk, right? You got to weigh your risk. You draft someone who's always hurt in fantasy, then you know he's missing six, seven, eight games, right? It's no different with a suspension. Like, So you don't want to draft someone in the first round in fantasy knowing that they're going to be miss, missing half the season. Um, you just got to figure out exactly how much risk you're willing to take um, you got to obviously do as much in, in your own investigating as possible to find out, you know, where the case is at, you know, what the NFL's leaning towards, um, what the you know, police department is, is leaning and trying to trying to do. And unfortunately, you know, at this point, it's kind of moving so slowly. We don't know come December if we're going to have any resolution to this at all. So I think the best thing. Well, that's the- what I mean. That's why the Texans need to strike now. Because if once the police get involved and, you know, all that court dates and all that stuff, I think his value is going to go down. So you need to strike while the iron is hot. And I think the iron is hot right now because the t- if you're the Texans, you're thinking, you know what? He has tons of legal cases. Let's trade him now. And wh- and that's whoever's problem. But if you wait until he, you know. They got a subpoena on him. They do like uh, they had court dates and all that, and his value is gonna go diminishing. They're not gonna get what they want for him. So well, I think they, from their point of view, they're thinking all of that will be cleared by the time you get to like next year NFL draft. 
like all that will be behind him so his value is going to go right back up uh people are going to look and say okay he's a starting you know all pro quarterback in the league all that whole situation has been resolved you know and they're going to be able to get a lot for him but what you know what the thing i would say and i I do agree i think they need to if if i were in their shoes I would get rid of him now and ask for less. Yes. The reason why just take I, whatever they give you. The reason why I would do it, though, um, is just because you don't want that headache, right? You don't want the headache and the noise for the next seven, eight, nine months, whatever it is, until next season starts. Of like, what's going on with Deshaun? What are you doing with him? You know, what's going on with this whole legal situation? You want it, like you said, to be somebody else's problem. But at the same time. I think they're feeling well we don't want to get robbed either we know what his value is we don't want we we want to you know try to get as much as possible we're coming up you know close to the trade deadline at this point i don't know how many days we got left but um you know it's going to be and there's teams that are quarterback needy but i don't think regardless you know of whoever's looking for a quarterback he does not solve your problem for this year you're strictly thinking 2022 23 24 no, you're beyond. definitely thinking 223 because mm. i mean at this point you what do you want do you want him to miss this year or do you want him to miss next year because either way he's, he's gonna go on suspension right as soon as the nfl as soon as he gets activated the nfl is gonna suspend him so i mean and I, we know that people can play and go to court, so mm-hmm. that's not the issue. It's just the suspension is looming. So, what do you want to do? Do you want this guy to miss two years of football or one year of football? Yeah, it's just. I think this is a, like a debacle, and I think the longer the Texans wait, the more they drag this thing out. Yeah. So, I mean, a team that, like you said, is not necessarily concerned with this year or next that is thinking solely of like two three four years down the road would make sense and the first team that's coming to my mind and you know, i haven't given this a lot of thought or anything but what about teams like the saints right you got Jameis. you don't know exactly if you want to keep them you know and for how long what about the 49ers it's apparent that they don't want Garoppolo, and it's also apparent that Trey Lance stinks. Um, you know, what, what about those teams? There's plenty of teams. It just has to be. It can't be like you said. It's not going to be somebody like the Jets uh, or someone like no, I don't even think I the don't, Dolphins. I don't, yeah, I don't think that they, he would get traded within the AFC mm-hmm. uh, because you know, I mean, God, God forbid that you have to face Sean Watson twice a year you don't want that right Right. so nfc team that wants a a quarterback or needs a quarterback long term is going to think about the because he's you know he's very young he's he's got some legs he can still play it's just that you know he has this black eye on his face and you know do you because you basically like i said you're basically absorbing those problems right so i I don't know. Yeah, so it's it, we definitely gonna monitor that. I think the trade deadline is next Tuesday. So mm-hmm. yeah, so those that is your top news for October twenty sixth, twenty one.
right, Ron. We're going to review the teams. Uh, let's do the Jets and Patriots because uh, we we predicted. What did you predict for the Jets Patriots? Twenty six. 26-17, and yeah. I did 27-10. But they were... The score doesn't represent <laughs> the domination that the Patriots had on the Jets. Uh, the Jets dropped to 1-5. The Patriots at 3-4. and four. Uh, Do you think the, the team is still going to make the playoffs before we dive into any st- stats? The Patriots. I still think they have a shot at making the playoffs. I think this is a huge week coming up. I think and we'll get to like, you know, this week, but you know, just to give you a hint, this is my upset special for this week. Um they got to beat some teams that are better than them and they got to obviously win the games they're supposed to win. They took care of that part by beating the beating the Jets. So, um I still think they have a a good chance, especially Considering the the state of the AFC right now, uh, what's going on with like teams like Kansas City, uh, even Colts, even though they're starting to play a little bit better, um, you know they 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 have a chance to be in the mix. Yeah, for because sure. I think the the Chiefs are definitely falling down the rabbit hole. The Browns, the Browns now with Mayfield and the situation. They won, but it was not against a very good team. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is this could this week against the Chargers can make or break yes. the season. Um, but I was really, really uh, happy that they had no turnovers against the Jets, and Mac Jones looked like a seasoned veteran. And he has all season to me, to be honest with you. He played pretty well. I don't think this was his best game, um, but he did play pretty well. Through for a 307, two touchdowns, uh, actually completed. We saw some deep passes he was able to complete, which was shocking. Uh, he was able to get the ball downfield uh, to his receivers. So that I think this game, yeah, I, I don't think we should put a lot into this game. It is the Jets. And uh, I think by them putting up 54, that's a clear message to the Jets and their management and their coaching staff that they are a long, long way, um, you know, from from fixing their issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I wanted more domination from the defense. I think the offense really impressed me, especially the way they use the tight ends and you know the rushing total was up there but i i think the defense is, is still not dominant where i can say this is a playoff team i mean those they were kind of garbage touchdowns but i still feel like they could have dominated a game as far as because the time of possession was about the same so i feel like they were moving the ball they were just not scoring so, but, you know, I, um, this was a really good victory. It, w- it was almost like a, like a practice for them, I would say. Exactly. Um, so we, I don't think we can make too much of it. Just didn't have, um, their quarterback, Wilson, got knocked out. Not that he played well to begin with, you know, um, but he was knocked out, you know, fairly early in the game. And then Mike White had to come in. So, 
Um, again, I don't take too much from it. It was like a practice or a scrimmage, uh, like you said. Um, and it's one of those victories that they just, you know, they, they have to get. Um, you got to beat the teams that you know you're better than. Um, so. Yeah, so next week they have the Chargers. And I actually have them, you know, winning that game 21 17. What do you what do you have as your because you said that's your upset special too, right? It is. So the spread on this is six. Chargers minus six. Um, I wrote down Pats twenty three. We're close. Pats twenty three. Chargers twenty one. Um, Chargers have not been playing that well the last couple of games. Patriots starting to get things going a little bit more. Um, I know this game is is away, you know, for them, but. You know, if their defense can step up a little bit more, um, you know, especially with causing some turnovers and stuff like that, you know, Mac, Mac and the team, they're going to do what they're, they're good at doing, which is just having uh, those long drives, rushing the ball, short passes, and, the, you know, they'll be, they'll, they're going to score some points, and I think the Chargers are going to have some difficulty um, scoring, uh, much more di- you know, difficulty scoring than they have, like, the first part of the season. Yeah, I mean, they played last year, and the Patriots destroyed the Chargers. It was Herbert's rookie year, but uh, I think Belichick, I trust Belichick enough that he's going to have a game plan for Herbert, and uh, I really like the Patriots' chances. But if for whatever reason they don't get a victory, uh, I think that might be the season for them because I think the Indy's playing better. The Bengals are playing better. And uh, even though the Raiders had that whole thing go down with Joe Gruden, they're actually winning games. So mm-hmm. uh, don't count them out. Uh, no, yeah. you're, you're right. You know, this it's a pivotal game. Um, and it might not have been if they beat would have beaten Dallas, um, which they were sure in that game and should have probably closed it out. Uh, but... You know they win this. They're you know they're they're in good position yeah, to turn things around. They're in good position. I, I might change my tune, but they have to be. It has to be a victory. No more moral moral victories. Mm-hmm. This has to be a straight up victory. The other game that was just kind of a snoozer was the uh, the Tampa Chicago game. They won thirty eight to three. So it was this wasn't even close. This was. Uh, total blowout from like quarter number one. Yeah. Uh, is are they? Is this something that they need to work on? Uh, the Tampa Bay that you saw maybe tips and pieces. Nah. So I didn't watch much of this game. Um, I looked over their stats. They did everything well. Brady had another four touchdowns. MVP. Uh, Godwin, 8 for 111 and a touchdown. That's his first 100-yard game, by the way, since week one. Mike Evans had three touchdowns. They ran the ball well, both Fournette and Jones. The Bears were awful. Um, The Bears were awful. They were awful. Yeah, they ran the ball pretty well, which teams normally don't have success against Tampa. Um, Their rookie got 100 yards rushing, which was a little bit surprising looking at the stats. But Fields, Justin Fields, had three picks. He's not ready. Three fumbles, two of them lost. Um, he just looked totally overwhelmed. Uh, he, he's just game. not ready. I mean, I know that you throw him out there because 
Wait, is Andy still hurt or is he okay? No, he's fine now. He's I don't know. He's just he doesn't seem ready. Through three picks, like you mentioned, 184 yards. He just doesn't seem ready. And here's the thing: it's no different. It's kind of similar situation with Zach Wilson. You have two quarterbacks that are on shitty teams um, that can do some great things when there's no pressure whatsoever. Uh, when you have good players around them, that's not the situation, right? They their line stinks. They don't have a lot of weapons, so so they you know they're they're gonna fail. The question is, do you allow them to have those growing pains, or do you try to salvage the se- the season? And Nagy, and I'm not a Nagy fan, but he was in a tough situation. I think he made the right decision with Andy Dalton uh, beginning of the year. I think he should have stuck with that and not declare Justin Fields a starter if you don't see him being prepared. It's kind of like uh, what's going on in San Francisco. You know, Everyone wants to see Trey Lance play. You, know, you drafted him with your first pick. Trey Lance could not complete a pass you know, between me and you where you're sitting, and we're right next to each other. That's how bad he was. You know, has been in practice and in, in the preseason games and stuff. So obviously he's not ready. The coaches can see that. you got to hold on to your gun, especially if your, your job depends on it like it does, I think, with Nagy. Uh, who the hell cares what the fans say at this point? Fields is not ready. I think he's been out there a couple games now. Um, he did some okay things. Uh, the first game, I think he just threw him into the wolves, had no game plan. The second game was a little bit better. I think third game was, was okay. And then this this game, it's like he took like 10 steps back. Um, and it could be demoralizing now, obviously, to bench him at this point and go back to Dalton. You know, so... You know what are you gonna what what are they gonna do at this point? I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, see, I, so the thing is that I thought that the Bears were gonna have a better defense than the Jets, and I thought too that the Bears had a better running back than the Jets. So I actually thought that the Chicago had a decent team coming into the season, but then this whole thing is like, okay, if Justin Fields is the future, play him now, but then don't play them it's like they i don't know it's like they the front office wanted to draft them but Nagy maybe didn't want to i don't know it's just a clusterfuck and now the team is in third place yeah they're three and four and you know three and four is not that bad right but at the same time to come off this loss it, it's just like where do you go from here um it's gonna be interesting to see what what they do um, with Fields, they they got to get his, he has to get his attitude right. You know the way he looked on the sidelines is not it's not good. You know that's not what you want to see from your quarterback being that despondent or whatever. You know he needs to shake it off. You know it's the big big boy leagues. You know this ain't college football anymore. You got to shake it off and get right back into film study. Get right back into practice and and get prepared for for next week. Um, you can't, you know, be all down about about the game. You shouldn't have that on your face during the game either, at all. Well, next week there's a lot of divisional games, and the Bucks are facing the New Orleans Saints at New Orleans. And I actually, I think that they're gonna lose this game. I actually have them uh, losing to Tampa. 20, I mean to the Saints 24 to 21 what do you what do you predict um, 
I'm predicting Bucks win. So the spread is four, and I'm pushing basically. I'm saying Bucks twenty-eight, Saints twenty-four. Um, I think the Bucks are a better team, a much better team, especially if you saw how the Saints played yesterday. Um, this is a divisional game, though, so those tend to be closer. Kamara is a beast, and the Bucks haven't necessarily done that well as against the run, as we just saw with Chicago. So, um, I think you know, they, if if they lose this game, it would be a huge disappointment, it would be kind of a letdown, and I you know I think they're locked in right now. The lines moved to five. Yeah, Tampa Bay to five. So it's I mean. The thing is that I like the Saints' defense, even though that yesterday they didn't, they weren't as dominant as I thought they were. But it's just, I mean, there's still a lot of in, in fighting with Winston. I don't know why they should have this put to bed. But when you need, when he wasn't the number one coming out of the training camp, this was bound to happen, mm-hmm. right? A lot of infighting. I just feel like the crowd. It's going to be behind them. They're playing at home. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay defense is still suspect. I know this. they are not facing a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jermaine, James Winston can't can chuck it up. Yeah, you know, he and yesterday's game wasn't a result of him necessarily playing that poorly. You know, he wasn't very efficient at all. Trying to pull up his stats real quick. I did, you know, see a lot of drop passes from his receivers that were wide open. He he does what he's usually good at doing, which is throwing the ball deep. Unfortunately, he dropped like two or three of them, those deep passes that could have, you know, led to touchdown drives. Um, so, you know, Jameis, we'll see. I think he'll be okay, you know, against the Bucks. You know, we'll see what kind of performance he has. I think if I'm the Bucks, I'm more worried about Kamara um, slowing him down. Uh, out of the backfield, catching passes, running the ball as well. Uh, they got to get that defense fixed. But, uh, you know, again, I think the Bucks will be prepared. Um, I think Brady will be ready, and they're not going to have a letdown. Yeah, this is going to be a, a tough game for them. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to blow out the Saints like they did to do other teams. Uh, the other game is your team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are actually facing the Bengals next week. Uh, the Bengals are favored on this. Actually, not the Bengals, sorry. Cleveland Browns, and they're favored. What's the line right now? Uh, three and a half. And actually, this was originally was going to be my upset special, but then I was like, no, I'm going to pick another team. So I actually have Pittsburgh beating the Browns 21-17. What do you say? So a lot of this depends, of course, if Mayfield plays. And you, we know that he's hurt. And I know this week was the week that he's aiming to kind of get back in there. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. But I'm, I am predicting a beatdown. Um, I think the Steelers coming off this bye week are going to clean some things out up a little bit. I think uh, the bye week is going to get their players a little bit more healthy. Um, I'm predicting Steelers 31, Browns 17. I think this is going to be a beat down. I think we're going to look back and say, wow, you know, the Steelers uh, are starting to figure things out a little bit more. Yeah, Big Ben is going to have his 
uh, same issues, but him getting a, you know some rest is going to be important. Him getting a little bit healthier um, is going to be key. Um, and I think you know our receivers are going to step up this week, and it's going to be a beatdown. Yeah, I think this bye week is going to help uh, the Steelers, uh, but I don't think that Cleveland. It's they've gotten better, and even if you know Baker Mayfield plays, I still like Pitt better than Cleveland on this game. I just don't think that you know Odell Beckham is healthy. I don't think Landry's healthy. I like the Cleveland defense, and I like that rookie running back. I don't even know if he's a rookie. I just know mm-hmm. that you know he was shredding Denver like it was high school game and mm-hmm. he was a superstar so still with him and whoever is a QB uh, I don't think the Browns have it I think I think ultimately the Bengals will take over their you know horse race with the Baltimore and Pittsburgh I, I think the Browns will eventually fade yeah it's you know for them it's got to be disappointing with these injuries uh, not just like you said to their you know receivers and the quarterback, but now you know to the running backs to Kareem and um, their starter going down. Um, you know it's it's a lot to overcome. I think they lost their safety too, the rookie that they drafted. So a lot to overcome. Um, and if if Mayfield comes back, he's not coming back at a hundred percent. We know that he's going to have that injury until he has surgery and he you know he takes the time to recover fully so he's not going to be at 100 percent. so um you know this is a, a speaking of pivotal pivotal games you know it's a pivotal game for the steelers two at three and three have an opportunity you know to take on a, a team that's reeling a little bit and you know go to four and three and, and bring them to four and four and really get back in it because you know, Baltimore and Cincinnati are at five and two. Who knows what's going to happen this week? I don't know who they play yet, but you know, it could, they can start to reel those guys back in if they can put together some some wins. I mean, we know that the Bengals are playing the Jets, so that that should be an automatic win. Mm-hmm. And then Baltimore, there, I think they're on bye week this week. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah uh, the Raiders and the Ravens they're on bye week, so mm-hmm. it's. I mean, they they need to they need this win. I think they need to to keep up, uh, to keep up with the rest of the division. It's a critical week for both our teams. You know, we'll see. I think this week defines who we are and whether or not we are uh, a team that can make a playoff contention or a team that's going to be on the outside for the whole season looking in. Yeah, I mean. And that kind of brings us to the upset special. I know you said that New England over the Chargers is your special. I actually went with Jacksonville beating Seattle. I still, I'm not sold on the Geno Smith experiment. And I'm not really sold on the Seattle defense. I think Jacksonville, you know, they went to London uh, they won the last second field goal, and I think that this whole week prepare them for this team. I, I really, I really think that they're going to get win number two. Yeah, I can see definitely see that happening. Um, Seattle's not a good team. 
um, right now. They're a far better team, obviously, with Russell Wilson playing. Um, I think this is a game that Jacksonville can win. I think, what's the spread? Did you say it was three and a half or something like that? Uh, the spread, I think it's three and a half. Let me double check. But Yeah, it's three. Oh, it's, it went down to three points. Yeah, but either way, I think Jacksonville can win this game and you know should be able to win this game um so i think out of all the rookie quarterbacks you know mac jones removed i think trevor lawrence is the one that's really kind of impressed me the most mm-hmm. not Zach wilson definitely not justin fields definitely not trey lance i think you know when i look at all the rookie quarterbacks it's mac jones and trevor trevor lawrence is will be number two for me yeah, yeah, he's gonna be fine. Um, you know, he's gonna be okay. Um, you know, I I think I think did they have a bye week this week? Was it last week? Yeah, that they, they were in London. They were in London, so they they had a bye week. Yeah, so I think they'll be prepared and figure some things out offensively, um, where they can score some more points, be more consistent, have him play a little bit better too. Um, and I think they should be able to pull out, pull out the one. I agree with you that this uh, that's probably a good upset pick. Yeah, even though it is a rookie quarterback on the road, but I don't know. I I you know Trevor Lawrence when he came out of college, you know what he went he went to Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. He had the goods, and you, and I think you told me that you compared him to Joe Burrow, and I think. He kind of has that swagger of Joe Burrow. He's definitely not Joe Burrow, but he's definitely playing like he can lead a team. Yeah, he's highly touted. You know, um, outside of losing to Joe Burrow, you know, he for the most part, he had a flawless record. So he's a real deal. Um, he's every bit as advertised. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a great quarterback in this league for for years to come. They just need to surround him with more weapons. More weapons and a better offensive line. Yeah. He does get sacked a lot. Yeah. And he just needs some... He's going through some growing pains, too, which is to be expected of, you know, most most rookie quarterbacks. Um, so, I think, you know, Mac is just on a different level because he is just a perfectionist. Um, he doesn't make mis- that many mistakes. He's made a few, but not that many. Um, and he knows what his limitations are, and uh, I think the team knows that too. So that he's just been a, it, Mac Jones is in a perfect situation. So can't compare him to like what's going on with the other teams. There was another another game that I actually thought about doing my upset special, and that's the Giants versus the Chiefs. It's a Monday night game. What? What? Because this is kind of like. You know, this is kind of like the Chiefs. Like, are you worse than the Giants? Well, the, the, are you giving the Giants a chance? I know they favored by ten, but I was I was like thinking, like the Giants are not a bad team. Uh, so are the Chiefs descending? I don't know. It it was like up for grabs. I I, I had to struggle struggle with this one because I was thinking like. Wow, the Giants can get win number three right here. And if the Chiefs lose, you can actually just count them out. They're not going to make the playoffs. They'll be three and five. I don't know if... I don't know what the schedule is like, but I don't think they, they're going to beat 
the Chargers, and I don't think they can beat. Can you think they can beat the Raiders? Yeah, I'm not going to count out Mahomes or bet against Andy Reid, the two of them, at all. Even I, with this bad, such a bad, I mean, it's a bad. I think I saw they were ranked like 29th. Yeah, it's, it's, the defense is bad, and Mahomes is, I think, throwing a turnover in five straight games or something like that. He has He's, eight interceptions this year. Yeah, it's it's been bad. Uh, there's no way else to put it. Uh, but again, I'm not going to bet against Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. Um, now, I'm not saying the Giants won't win this game. I think this is a winnable game for the Giants. I'm not surprised that you would pick that or anyone else would for that matter. Um, the Giants, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say they're a good team. They're an average team. Um, but they, they've their quarterback play has been better. Um, so it's a winnable game for them too. Uh, I'm sure they're licking their lips, you know, at this at this point, you know, going against uh, a Chiefs team that's obviously not at 100 percent at this point. So, uh, yeah, this is a correction. Mahomes has nine interceptions. Hmm. Compare. Would you ever think that Daniel Jones has four interceptions and Patrick Mahomes has nine? That's no. just insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't been perfect. Don't get me wrong. There's been some fumbles there, too, um, that he's had. Some lost, some haven't. But, um, you know, Mahomes, obviously, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. He's not himself. Something's going on there. Um, And just like Mayfield, they're going to have to figure out, is it worth playing him through the injury, you know, for the entire season? Uh, Or do you get it fixed and you punt on this season? Yeah. and you know, just try to play your best with uh, whoever the backup is. I mean, if I am if I'm looking at the money line, it's just it's plus three fifty if you picked it, the Giants. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So if you bet a hundred dollars and the Giants win, you have you get three hundred and fifty bucks. That money line is so enticing; it's ridiculous. And I I don't know. It's it, and they get you know the Giants get Galloway. Well, he's questionable. They get Shepard. He's questionable. I don't know what the uh, injury report is going to say tomorrow, but I don't know. I don't know. This, I mean, this is a game that I'm going to watch, you know, thinking about you, Chris, and Chris, a Giants fan that we know. It's, I think that this might get win number three for them. Who knows? And what you said, six wins all year? And I said four. So they already halfway there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we we got some good divisional games this week. Uh, hopefully, the Steelers and the Patriots win their games, and then you know, then we're talking about playoff life. Not that, that they're gonna make the playoffs, but we're talking about playoff life, uh-huh. right? Isn't that the goal? Or maybe the goal is just for them. Because I don't think either team... I mean, is is the Steelers capable of winning the Super Bowl? No. 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 I don't think the Patriots are even... We I don't even think they can make the playoffs, much less yeah. win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. yeah. We're almost to our midway point, though. Uh, it's a couple more weeks. You know, we'll be at week eight. So, you know, I think by now, we're for all of these teams, we're getting an idea of who they are um, and who, who they can be. 
I don't think any team necessarily is going to go from like five and one or six and one to missing the playoffs. And I don't think for damn sure any team that's zero and six or one and five are going to all of a sudden make the playoffs. So, well, let, let's talk about the teams that we know are going to are already out. Can we say that Detroit is out? Yes. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, we can definitely say that the Jets are out, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's number two. Uh, can we say the Texans are out? Yes. All right, so that's number three. We can say the Jaguars are out, right? Yep. Okay, so that's number four. Can we say that the Panthers or Falcons are out? Yes. Okay, so that's five and six. So that's six teams out of 32 that are out of contention. There's more. <laughs> Can we say the Dolphins are out? Um, what's their record? One, yeah, one and six. No, yeah, they're out. Yeah, so that's seven teams. Uh, can we say the Niners or Bears? Um, Niners are two and four. The Bears are three and four. Definitely, I, I'm, I'm, for sure the 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 Niners. It would take. I would need to see something from their quarterback. Um, and their offense, 135 points on the on the season. Their defense is playing well. That's the crazy thing. Um, the Niners' defense is playing well. Yeah, their defense is. You know, they've only given up 149, so they're and they're not playing too bad. But their offense stinks. So um, I don't know if I would count them out just yet. We'll see what this week you know brings. But some other teams uh, that you haven't called out. I think I don't know if you called out the Eagles. Eagles haven't called out. Yep. They're out. So that's nine teams that are out already. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So nine teams that are, well, what do you, are the Washington and Broncos, are they out? They're, so Washington is two and five. The Broncos have played. They've looked awful. What's their record right now? Three and four. Three and four. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so that's what that's nine and ten. So yeah. ten teams that we don't we think they're just out. It's no, I mean they they just playing. I don't know why they're yeah. just playing because it's on the schedule. And that sounds about right, right? There's usually about like seventeen, eighteen teams that are in the mix. Um, you know the the uh, you got your top five, six that are basically locks, and then you got like. You know, six through like 13, 14, 15, whatever, um, that are fighting for those playoff positions. So that sounds about right. You know, we had, no, I don't think it's going to work necessarily, but we had, um, I had the Steelers winning 11. I had the Browns winning 11. I had the Ravens winning 11. Ravens, it looks like they may go beyond that at this point. Um, yeah, I think ne- maybe next week we should do like a, uh, when we do the team breakdowns, mm-hmm. maybe we'll go because it's kind of it's not it's week nine. It's kind of the midseason plus mm-hmm. one game, so we'll we'll definitely do like a breakdown of definitely make a list of who's in and who's out and mm-hmm. who we think is gonna get a buy. Uh, but I want to dedicate these last couple of minutes to our beloved Red Sox. Uh, they obviously lost lost because the best went cold so what what do you think like uh do you think this team uh wrote it for too long or do you think that 
they overachieve they should have never even been in this far anyways in my eyes they overachieved um you know they certainly played well in the playoffs but they barely made it right you know to the playoffs to begin with uh they were reeling at the end they had to fight off uh you know um who was it like toronto and i forgot who the other team was at the end toronto new york and then they had they they it just seattle was in the mix right. at one point they, they to me they overachieved once they got in the playoffs they played exceptionally well but like i said i've been saying you know for the most part consistently that this team is like hot and cold you know, there's times where you look at them and they're, you know, whether it's pitching or hitting, they're, they can be on fire. And for the playoffs this year, what they did in that three, four, five game stretch or whatever offensively was just amazing. But on, you know, unfortunately, they when they went cold, it went really cold. Uh, they were struggling. I think they had two games in a row where they got like three hits, um, and obviously lost those games. Uh, they couldn't put anything together whatsoever. No one could hit. All of a sudden. Um, and uh, even though, like, their pitching didn't, you know, we didn't pitch too poorly uh, down the stretch, it, you know, we couldn't, we, we're not a good enough, I think, we don't have enough uh, pitching staff to, to win those one to nothing or two to nothing games. Um, we got to get our offense scoring, scoring runs, and we couldn't do that down the stretch, unfortunately. See, I, see, I don't think that their pitching was a problem. I think mm-hmm. they actually rectified it towards the end of the season they definitely i agree with you they overachieve because remember when we started we they had they picked them to win 81 games and we were like no way in hell they're gonna win 81 games mm-hmm. uh, and we were wor- we were worried about i was worried about the hitting or vice versa i don't know you brought it up but i was like you know what they it just it just felt like the scoring 10 12 runs a game it just doesn't last very long does it? <laughs> it doesn't right so and it doesn't matter if you win 90 to nothing um it it counts for one win that's it and you know the astros they didn't blink when they had those big losses uh they said you know it's one game you know, Dusty Baker had him prepare. You need, I'm sure he didn't need to. They have a lot of vets on the Astros, so they were ready to go. And um, you know, as soon as they they tied it, it was kind of like downhill from there when they uh, when they took that second game in in Boston. Well, the thing is that um, I think their rotation is coming back, except for Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. I, I don't I don't think he gets resigned. Unless even if he goes on the cheap, he doesn't get resigned. Um, I just feel like the team, you know, and I thought they played good defense, but looking at the numbers, they weren't that good defensively. And uh, I think that you know, winning winning early helped them a Uh lot. I mean, a lot. Uh So when they were in first place and. April and May, June, even late July. By like ten plus games. Yeah, you know, it's, it. it's but it just goes to show you because Tampa won a hundred games, they're out. Mm-hmm. Dodgers won a hundred and seven games, they're out. Giants won a hundred and eight games, they're out. So it's almost like the regular season. You know, as long as you get in the playoffs, that's all that matters. 
yeah you need to be in right to win regardless so if you're not in you don't have a chance but you're right once you get to the playoffs it's a totally different game and they, mm-hmm. i think they talked about this uh when i was watching <coughs> excuse me the braves play um everything's different um the games are much slower batters take every single pitch more seriously right they're tuned in they're locked in so um you know you get in the playoffs anything can happen um you know look look at the red sox in our history you know we've had some great great wins um we've had some devastating losses as well so the thing is just to get there consistently uh get to the playoffs gives yourself an opportunity to win year in and year out which i think they've been able to do for the most part um you know we'll see about next year i think you know i think there's going to be some potentially major changes to our um to our lineup next year and yeah. our pitching for sure yeah the, um, the the definitely the infield in infield the second base and the first base they need to figure that out mm-hmm. uh the outfield i think they could keep verdugo and uh hernandez kike out there i don't know about hunter renfro uh he just wasn't hitting the ball that well but i mean it's it's like you said is you know if you're stay consistent and you go out there like basically like the dodgers they were in the playoffs like six years in a row and then one and then they won it all so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of are you playing in the postseason are you actually getting better and i think that you know with the farm system and everything kind of getting reset and reloaded i think mm-hmm. that i think i feel good i wasn't as angry that they lost um even though i i i wanted them to be in the world series so we can go to a game mm-hmm. but i was like you know what they made it they were made it as far as they could so it was it was definitely a good run it wasn't like you know let's say the new york yankees who they were just like no we're gonna win it all because we got home run hitting talent i think you need to do more than that yeah yeah um i you know i do i do want to see some changes though right we i think what killed this too not having any speed on the team the ability to steal bases at all there was that crucial uh strikeout throwout double play that happened i think it was uh what game was it game like five maybe um where we couldn't get any hits whatsoever and i was texting you guys like beginning of the game we needed to be aggressive uh do things like aggressively push the envelope and i thought that was the right call to to try to steal the base and verdugo got thrown out we need to be have you know have more speed on the team i think we need to have players that can steal bases that can actually bunt the ball, get some infield hits. Well, um, I thought I thought that that rookie Duran was going to be on the yeah. postseason team, but he got left off, and that would have been that speed right there, and the, you know, that speed that we left basically back home. And I think that he would have definitely helped. I think that Bobby Dalback is—I don't think he's the answer at first base. Even though he got hot towards the end of the season, I don't think he's the answer. So it's, and I don't think Kyle Schwarber is the answer either. No. Um, I think they'll keep him if uh, Martinez leaves, but I think he has one more year left, so he's not really going anywhere unless he opts out. So 
Yeah, this off season is going to be like an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, I'll I'll just say this: I can't wait to go to a Tampa Bay game and see that second place mm-hmm. division win banner up there. I'm like, yep, you guys won a hundred games for nothing, basically, because you guys didn't go to the American League championship, and you sure as hell didn't go to the World Series. So yeah, it's. That's how baseball is a marathon. So yeah. So yeah. So until maybe next year when we uh, do season two, we'll have the Red Sox in the playoffs again. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, and I don't think anything around us is made out of wood. So you guys knock on wood for us. So we're gonna go and leave it there. You got anything else to say, Ron? Once again, good luck to all of our teams. Um, you know, hope for no injuries for sure. Um, and I'm, um, you know, it's going to be a. We're going to be on eggshells a little bit this week. It is Halloween, by the way, so we're going to have to spend figure out like how we're spending time with our family and stuff, trick or treating, and all that good stuff uh, for Halloween. Um, but it's a it's a crucial week for all of our teams. So good luck to to the Patriots. Good luck to the Steelers. Uh, I'm sure the Bucks don't need any luck. I think they'll handle business, but you know we'll see. Yeah, this is gonna be a good week for football. A good week for having a party. You're having a party Saturday. Yep. Uh, so eat, drink, be merry, be safe, and uh, peace out. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.